absolute chills every time, Ethan. Uh, I'm Tanner, alongside Ethan. Welcome to the Spartaneer. Uh, we took last week off because I've been so busy with my swim team, and that uh, wrapped up this week, which is why I don't have a voice. Ethan, we had champs on Monday and Tuesday. I was at the pool for about, I don't even know how long, too many hours yeah. this week. Uh, it's been three days, and my voice still has not come back, Yeah, um, as you can tell. So I'm going to let you talk quite a bit. But the news last week, fortunately, we couldn't record. A, the Blue Jackets, they won free agency. They got the, the golden ticket, the biggest bass in the pond, whatever you want to call it. Johnny Hockey is now Johnny Blue Jacket, and life is a bustle here in Columbus. Uh, this is on the heels of Cucho Hernandez joining the Columbus crew right. uh, in MLS, and, and now you've got – Johnny Hockey, Johnny Gaudreau, the runner-up MVP of last season, signing for less money in Columbus. Right. None of it made any sense. No, none at all. I mean, you saw the, the newscasters joking. You know, no one really understood it. I was watching that original um, press conference that they had that first day, and uh, it was like, you know, all the local people were like, why? Yeah. You know, it was like he, Johnny Gaudreau was almost caught off guard because everybody's like, are you aware of what this means for Columbus? Do you know that this, like, that this isn't a popular destination? Have you heard the Columbus slander? Like, he's here, you know? If I were sitting in that room, I would not have been asking those questions. I would have been, you know, let's go. We're rearing. We're ready. And I'm already ready for hockey season. And how many months we got? We got like two, three, four more months. Yeah. And um, well, I've only, never it, been this it, excited to get back into Blue Jackets hockey. It's about 80 days. Yeah. Uh, outside of Rick Nash, this is probably the biggest move in Jackets history. They've tried right. to have to get, get It only took 16. two years to get back into I, something like 20 it's, years. It's absolutely me, 20 years. You talk about the excitement in Columbus, and, you know, we're, we're recording this in Columbus. We're from Columbus. Right. We've grown up with the Yarmo Kekaline and John Davidson Blue Jackets. Yeah. For really more of our formative and adult years now at this point, mm -hmm. for over the past 10 seasons, these guys have been in control. You know, J.D. went to New York and now he's back. But it's really still been that mold, that brick-by-brick brick building that he did. And you talk about how crazy it is. He signed on Wednesday. I was at a swim meet with my kids. Yep. My best friend Colton's coaching alongside me. And he looks at me and he goes, no way. I, and I look at him and I said, no way. We both knew what we were talking about. We were right. already mad because earlier in the day they signed a defenseman to a 4 by 4 and Eric Goodbranson. Right. And we go, well, that makes a lot more sense now. You're bringing in a guy Gaudreau really likes, uh -huh. and Gaudreau chooses Columbus. Absolute insanity. I bought a jersey on Friday. Oh, wow. Or no, Wasting no He signed on Wednesday. Bought it on Thursday. Still right. awaiting the fulfillment of that order. <laughs> But Good luck with that. It was 20% off. They, they shot him up, so it was much cheaper than what it should have been. Yeah. And it was sort of an impulse buy. Mm -hmm. But it's a buy that's going to last me at least the next seven years and hopefully some deep uh, playoff runs here for these Blue Jackets. And outside of that, free agency was kind of what a normal year looks like in the NHL. You know, some minor signings here and there and that sort of thing. But, I mean, this is the biggest free agent signing in the last 20 years is what people have been saying. Yeah. And he chooses the Blue Jackets. And for us... We could not be more excited. I'm really trying to talk here, Ethan. Yeah, Tanner's pushing through. He texted me that I would have to be doing most of the talking, and you know, nothing gets him excited like some some Johnny Hockey. Yeah, but I mean, you know, I checked. DH Gate already has the Goudreau jersey ready to ship. I don't even know if I should be talking about that, but I. I 
let's just say I'll be visiting that. And I'm very <laughs> excited that the uh, overseas uh, community has already caught wind of the trade. I mean, it was almost immediate. I checked the next day. And uh, let's just say that uh, for $30, I will be receiving my Johnny Gaudreau jersey and Columbus might be misspelled. <laughs> but that's just something that you're going to have to, uh, you're just going to have to take that risk. And, you know, like you said, this is a huge signing. I'm very excited. And, you know, you mentioned it earlier. I was actually meaning to talk about this, but you mentioned it with Cucho Hernandez. I mean, two goals in you, uh, the last game. You cannot two buy games crew ago. tickets right now. Yeah. They are crazy expensive. And they, we have never seen something like this never. in Columbus. No, it, 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 it's a buzz around here. Um, usually you only see this kind of stuff for Ohio State. Right. And I am so thankful that it is not Ohio State. You oh, know how I well. feel about the Scarlet and Gray. Yeah, It is well. a cult. I will not be a part of it. I'm not a fan of it. I do not stand for it. God, I cannot like stand Ohio State. <laughs> but that's fine. It's fine. Whatever. Man. That's a heck of a text I just got. I'll get into that later, potentially. But no, it, it, it's not Ohio State. It is professional teams in Columbus getting something done, getting talked about in the doldrums of summer. The Blue Jackets are the number one thing being talked about, and it's absolutely fantastic. And Cucho Hernandez and the crew have got themselves in a playoff spot here in the MLS Eastern Conference. They've got a game against New England, the 20-year anniversary of the U.S. Open Cup win. Uh, they're passing out 10,000 t-shirts. Tickets are 100 bucks a piece. I will not be attending that. I've got my banquet for my swim team. I've got to get my voice back for that, so it's going to be a short podcast today. Yeah. I've got the luscious Diet Coke with the good aspartame Lord. that's farmed in Vietnam. It's going to be a good one. All right, I'm going to let you take a minute to cool down. I think I can hear Tanner's fan whirring like a MacBook Pro trying to run every Adobe uh, app possible. Tanner is whirring right now. I mean... Sounds worse than my van, but um, I, I just, wow, that was a lot. I'm just going to take one second here. Okay, yeah, I agree because we just haven't seen anything like this. And as Tanner said, you know, this will be airing in Morgantown. Hello to everybody. Uh, I, you know, I'm, I've been meaning to make it you up. Know, there, there, there's a buzz in Morgantown, too. Yeah, yeah. College game day is going to be That's at right. Akershire Stadium. That's right. The first win at Akershire Stadium is going to come from our Mountaineers. Yeah. It's going to be on a Thursday night, September 8th. College game day is going to be there right. uh, for the backyard brawl, which is less than 50 days away. Football is back as far as I'm concerned. We're still awaiting the Deshaun Watson, you know, ruling and all that stuff. There's nothing to really talk about. Kyler Murray got paid today. Oh, well, yeah. Let me – yeah. And uh, let me say the Browns winning the last playoff game ever at Heinz Field. And uh, and uh, the Mountaineers will be winning the first ever game at Akershire Stadium. So I'm just looking forward to that. I can't wait. For, you know, this, this first week of football that's coming up, it's going to be so incredible. Let, let, let me tell you about my weekend, that weekend, the plan that I've got. Yeah. Because I don't know if anybody's ever had a weekend like that. Uh-huh. So West Virginia is at Pitt. We're going to see JT Daniels. And, and that's what I assume. You know, they haven't named a quarterback yet. But right. if it's not JT Daniels, I would be very shocked. Yeah. So we're going to see JT Daniels make uh -huh. his debut on Thursday night. I'm going to then drive from Akershire Stadium down to Columbus to see, you know, my mom and everything and see the family. I'll be at school for a month by then. And right. then Saturday, I will be heading down to campus to see Ohio State play Notre Dame. Oh, wow. And now, you know my feelings on Ohio State. I've already gotten into that. But I hate Notre Dame more. And I'm just going to come <laughs> for the negativity fest, and I cannot wait <laughs> for that weekend. 
Wow. Well, you hear it it's here gonna first. It's going to be a weekend, though, yeah. You heard it here first. I mean, this is possibly my favorite episode of this podcast that we've done. Tanner sounds like uh, like an Eastern European dictator, <laughs> and um, he's speaking like one as well. Um, I'm excited for you, man. I was looking at tickets also to go down. My uncle is a huge Notre Dame fan, and you know I grew up an Ohio State fan, and he still uh, sometimes acts like I'm an Ohio State fan. I, of course, am not anymore. Um, but he, he got out of the cult. You I hear did. that? He's out of I the did. cult. I did. I did. And you know, when you leave, I would recommend anybody in Morgantown to take a trip up to Columbus. It's only a two-hour drive or something, and just walk around campus one day. Uh, no, actually, don't even go to campus. <laughs> go to somewhere that has no affiliation with Ohio State. Look a 40-year-old man in the eyes wearing a Ohio State t-shirt and no, say literally anything, and he will go, Oh, and <clears throat> Or, you know, start screaming something about some song that was written 70 years ago and waving his arms around. It, the culture is strange, but you know what? It's a culture that has been winning, so it's not like I can really say anything against it. And it's gotten a lot of support from the fans. You know, when Ohio Stadium needed renovations, the city of Columbus just gave them the money. People were just chipping in. I think this was like in the 60s or 70s or something. But that culture has stayed, and people would die for the Ohio State Buckeyes. If a man was standing with a gun pointed at C.J. Stroud and any Ohio State fan was standing right next to him, I think that they would lunge at that bullet before the bullet could even be fired because that's just how it is. And it's a strange. <laughs> the, the, we're going to move on from whatever that was. The only comparison, the way that I compare Ohio State to anything is mm -hmm. really to West Virginia for a lot of people to understand it. You've got 2 million people in the entire state of West Virginia. Now move that to about 17 square miles. Yeah. And that's what it is. Bob Huggins, you know, the coach, he always says, you can't go to any corner or crevice in the state of West Virginia and not see the flying WV. And I love it. It's great. It's our culture. That's what we love down them country roads. Right. But it's the same thing here in Ohio State in the city of Columbus. That is why there's no pro football team here. That's why there's no pro basketball team here. It's because you cannot beat Ohio State. The Columbus Blue Jackets are moved to a sister station for an Ohio State Towson basketball game right. on 97.1 The Fan. It is absolutely remarkable. It, it, there's no comparison to what it is like here in Columbus for Ohio State. Now, we're going to move on. I'm going to talk to you about my last two weeks. We haven't talked in a bit. Yeah. We're going to talk about why my voice is gone. Then we're going to delve in to some MLB stuff. And yeah, I'll take it over from there. Because, <laughs> so good Lord, I can barely yeah. talk. So, my swim team, we've talked about it. I got 117 kids. Right. Okay, something, something like that. We have not won this summer league swim team in my entire 19 years of life. I have been a part of this team for all 18 summers of my life. I've coached them for the last five years as the head coach. This was as close as we have ever come to winning. Last year, we technically won the JV session, but it was a virtual chance. I don't count it. Mm. My JV team lost by 36 points. Now, to put that into some words people understand because nobody understands swimming unless you do it. Right. That is, one race for a win is 10 points. A relay is worth 30. 
I had a relay DQ'd and a heat winner get DQ'd. That's 40 points right there that I lost by NJV. The exact same thing happened in varsity. Varsity was 20 points that my team lost by. It wow. was a heartbreaker, but I'm so proud of my kids. That's why my voice is gone. I hurt my back. I was jumping up and down so much. I was wearing 300 bead necklaces like I was at Mardi Gras, passing them out to my kids. We had the time of our lives, could not get the job finished, so hopefully I'll be back next year. But we'll see how it goes uh, with you know everything else in the world. And if I actually have to grow up and get a real job, I'm dreading that. But if that's the case, that's Aren't what it all? will be. So that's why my voice is gone. I've had swim champs for about 25 hours this week. It's been a heck of a week. I've played golf out of my mind, Ethan. I've thought about turning to a college career. I'm not gonna lie to you, I've played that well. Yeah. I've been hitting 300 yard bombs down the middle of the fairway, having two putts or less every single green, hitting greens in regulation. I shot a two over. Uh, I've only been able to play nine holes because of work. I've been going at you know seven o'clock at yeah, night. 18 takes a lot. I shot a 38 on Friday, shot a 37 on Wednesday, yesterday, shot a 40 today, 45 today. It was not a good day uh, on the golf course today. My back's a little tired. Again, I was jumping up and down. I heard it. But the greens have been helping me today. They were a little too fast for me. Couldn't find my footing there. But the golf game is great. I'm ready to go play against you, put some stakes on it. Yeah. And we'll see how it goes. I think we've got to do a podcast game. Maybe we can <laughs> film it, get somebody to come out. Use the beautiful Sony A7 III that I've got. I mean, heck, we might on. be able to join the Live Tour. I don't oh. know. Charles Barkley's getting offers. Now, I don't know if it's to go play on it or commentate it. <laughs> right. But they're talking about Well, have Barkley. you seen Char Charles Barkley play? I think it's to commentate. It's gotten a lot better over the last 15 years, but no, it's, it's not great. Right. Uh, I saw on Twitter Shooter McGavin is joining Live. Yeah. Whatever that means. Yeah. I, I think don't. it's really just a joke. Nobody likes Happy Gilmore anyway. It's right. a real golf movie. Right. Okay. Let's talk about the All-Star game yeah. in the MLB. Let's get back Good to Lord. something important. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, yes. And, you know, I must say, first off, Tanner and I, uh, JV Warriors of the uh, Olentangy Orange High School golf team. <laughs> and let's captain. just say, yeah, the captain of the golf team. Of course, I joined my senior year. Tanner spent a residency there for four years. And, you know, <laughs> let me just say, the game sounds incredible. I think we do have to go out. Maybe we'll uh, film something, a uh, little, little cheeky competition. Of course, I cannot hit the ball further than 200 yards at this point because if you add up the straight and the right uh, motion that happens in my drives, we might be hitting about 500, but I'd say that 450 of those yards are like, I say it's like a boomerang. I swear it goes backwards and starts coming back towards me. That's how far I'm slicing it right now. But if I can fix that, we can get dialed in. You know, we might have some exciting content on our hands. Also, I'd like to say that Tanner was talking about, you know, I know it's a lot of work, this swim team, but I have never heard you this fired up about this swim team. And, you know, you clearly love the kids, so I'm, I'm happy for you. Congrats to the Foxborough squad. Yeah, and, yeah uh, they killed it. They did looking, great. Looking excited for next year. So the MLB All-Star Game. First, the Home Run Derby. Were you watching that? No, I think the Home Run Derby's stupid. Okay, well, you know. But we had, uh, we had Julio Rodriguez, 21 years old. I mean, he's only, I think he's less than, he's like a year and a few months older than me. And he's out there banging 30 home runs in one round. Yeah. 
That's insane. He made more than he did his entire salary in one night. Right. I think that he had a pretty good day. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's just insane. You know, a college kid, like, you know, he would be like a junior if he was in college. And he can do this. That's just unhuman. That's like LeBron level, you know, pure athleticism. Then we get into the All-Star game. Um, Who even won the All-Star game? I think the AL ended up winning. Giancarlo Stanton hit a couple dingers. You're right. Uh, Shane McClanahan was absolutely fantastic at the Tampa Bay race. I don't know why Wadner Franco wasn't there. I get he was hurt, but he's still one of the best in the game. And wait until you see Juan Soto putting on that baby blue down there at the trap. Oh. Because there's no farm system like Tampa Bay. Kevin Cash is going to get it done. They're going to need Jeff Vinnick to buy the team, though, so they can pay Juan Soto what they paid Wadner Franco and a little bit more. So he can get a house down on Bayshore Boulevard when the Rays moved to Ybor City. Sorry, that'll get me fired up too, talking about the Tampa Bay Rays because they're playing great. Ebor Ebor is like the east side of Tampa. That's no, where, I know what Ebor is. That's an exciting, that's an interesting place. We'll put exciting, it I don't know if that's the verb I'd use. <laughs> we'll put it as interesting. That stadium's going to fix Ebor City. My girlfriend who lives there doesn't believe it, but that's what's going to happen. Oh, God, I can only imagine you spouting this to poor, poor Tanner's girlfriend who... <laughs> I, yeah, I can only imagine you doing exactly what you're doing here, but just to her. And because you know she cares so much. Oh, yeah. Ebor, <laughs> bringing in the, the crowd. Anyways. Um, it's better than the senior citizens you know, out of St. Pete. I don't. The 5,000 of them that show up on true. a Tuesday that's with $2 true. tickets. That's true. Well, you know, Florida, just not really a baseball state. Uh, you know, you see the Marlins pulling in like 5,000 a game or something. Not too bad, but that's not a not lot. Not too bad. It's barely better than the Cincinnati Reds down there. I know, I know, I know. Where are you going to go? Not to the (laughs) Reds game, I'll tell you that. You know, I, we're talking about your girlfriend. My girlfriend gave me the choice between, for my birthday, which is coming up, uh, would love to hear the love at the end of August from all of you out there. Um, My birthday's coming up at the end of August, and she said, you know, I'll give you a choice. We can go to a Reds game or a crew game. Now, I would laugh at that at any other time in history because, of course, you know, I'm a big baseball guy, big Reds fan forever. I chose the crew. You know, well, heck yeah, you chose the crew. Exactly. I mean, come on, it's Cucho Hernandez and Caleb like, Porter and the boys. Yeah, no, now, you see, if you're not a huge soccer person, and, you know, soccer's becoming a little bit bigger in America at the moment. It's it definitely, definitely coming. It's definitely night. growing here. Did you see what happened? I did. There's English Premier League teams against those Americans. I did. Wow. Well, yeah. Yeah. Poor uh, Watford, I think, got... Um, Everton got blanked. Yeah, Everton, that's one thing. Yeah. And uh, Chelsea lost. How are you... You're Chelsea. How are you going to lose? You had more Chelsea fans in the Charlotte Stadium than you did because more people like the Premier League than the MLS in America. Anyways... Soccer's on the up, and um, I have, oh, yeah, that's what I was going to say. If you have never seen a Premier League game or, like, uh, any game overseas at all in Europe, in, um, you know, in Eastern Europe, in Africa, if you have never seen what a game looks like, I highly recommend looking up highlights from any game. My friend got me into West Ham. They had a big match against some random German team, and I watched that game. There were fires fires in the stadium people had set up in their fan section whatever these ginormous blazing flames of course i sound i'm sure i sound stupid to someone that follows the premier league and all that soccer stuff but if you have not seen it i highly recommend you look at that and then you look at the 
Hell is Real game between the crew and the Cincinnati FC. Yeah, just Kentucky happened. Fried Chicken FC. That's right. right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If you see that, Cincinnati's not part of Ohio, folks. Right. No, it's not. If you see that game, I mean, the crew fans were going insane, and they had these huge banners. The crowd was jumping up and down. It looked like one of those games, minus the fire. I don't think that's legal here. I can't believe that it was happening there either. But um, if you see that. It's getting, like, that's getting somewhere. And, you know, soccer is just one of those, the beautiful game that I think can evoke some emotions that, you know, just the supporters are maybe insane, even more insane than some football fans and most football fans, I'd say. But I just think that it's going to a new level, especially here in Columbus, but all over America. And I'm not really sure what's doing it. Maybe with, you know, the rise of media, you can see all that stuff that's happening over there. People wake up on for a game on at like 7 a.m. on a Sunday morning and watch it. But, you know, you can see highlights all throughout the day now. I don't know what it is, but I think we're going to see a big rise in soccer in the coming years, um, and it's already happening now. Yeah, and, you know, I think that a big part of it is this, is that it's a 90-minute game. The clock is continuously running. There's few commercial breaks. Right. You can get in and out faster than you can to any football game yeah. or baseball game for that matter. It's a little bit cheaper and it's a faster paced thing than baseball. Yeah. And, and you're not going to be able to compete with that and with no today's stopping. generation. Right? The no stopping yeah. is the biggest advantage to soccer and I think it's similar a little bit to hockey. Hockey's got a couple more stops, but hockey's still a faster game. Yeah. And, and, People do not want to go to a ballpark, spend $200 for a family of four to get in to maybe see some guy hit a home run and watch a one nothing team where your home team loses. In soccer, there's fewer scoring chances. I get it. But it's more exciting. The play is constant and that sort of stuff. Let's shift back to the MLB All-Star game. Nobody cares. We don't care. The AL won, whatever. The All-Star game is stupid. I think the biggest news coming out of it, though, is the fact that Juan Soto had to fly commercial and the guy from the athletics got picked up by the Astros private jet and flown down to L.A. Why you have to fly from Oakland to L.A. is besides me. Right. In this day and age, you could drive it. I'd get the traffic. It would be bad. But we're all trying to do a little bit better for the environment so we don't need to be flying planes for 40 minutes for no freaking reason. Hey, I heard job, today David, that Kylie Jenner flies from one side of L.A. to the other instead of taking a 45-minute car drive. Week she does what that. are we doing, people? Hey, good Lord, I'm going to get a virus. I can't talk anymore. The AL East... The hardest division in all of sports in North America. There's no debating wow. it. The Rays are going to make a wild card spot. They're going to get a home playoff game. They're going to beat somebody. And they're going to go on a run behind Shane McClanahan. Shane Baz is going to get healthy. And Kevin Kiermaier is going to come back. Wadner Franco is going to be ready to play. Just watch out for Tampa Bay. And then Kevin Cash will get the call and he'll pull some guy off the mound and the Rays will blow it. That's besides the point. I would like Sorry, to back up very for a off topic is, here. Wow. I, we can't do this at night. <laughs> we are filming this, right? recording this right now at 10 p.m. Usually we're hitting it at around 10 a.m. And uh, we, we're just a whole different kind of fired up. I think we got to start doing it now at this time. Um, but yeah, I would we're say, just in such a like dead to, part, I think, of yeah, summer. So the littlest yeah, things get us excited. Right. And this weekend has gotten us excited. I would like to reverse to where you said that it is a done deal that Juan Soto will be going to the Tampa Bay Rays because I don't even think he knows where Tampa is, to be honest with you. I don't think that's at all on his radar. Obviously, he knows where Tampa is, but I don't think it's on his radar at all. Um, maybe some episode in the future, we can talk about uh, we can talk about the craziest sports fans. But on Twitter, the Mets fans um, are an exciting one to observe. And the Mets fans saw uh, Juan Soto standing like 
you know, five feet away from Pete Alonso and immediately thought Juan Soto to the Mets. And uh, that became a trending thing on Mets Twitter, which, uh, you know, fewer on Mets Twitter, but it was a, I, I don't know where Juan Soto's gonna land. A lot of the Dodgers fans started cheering for him because they wanted him to come over, you know. Um, I think this will become <clears throat> one of the biggest lotteries in baseball is who can land this top star who's gonna be good for 15 more years possibly, you know, with how, with how baseball is. Um, and I don't know, whoever ends up with him, I mean, the Cincinnati Reds have zero shot. I don't even think we have a 899 to get a box combo at Canes, but um, whoever gets Where are you going to go? Where are you going to go? Not I don't know if anybody understands that joke, but most people in Ohio do right, right. now. Phil Castellini, that's his name right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah he uh, said, where are you going to go in response to Reds fans being mad about how the team is being run. And uh, I heard an interesting take. I was up... Uh, <clears throat> In uh, Putin Bay, Ohio, uh, an island off of uh, northern, Point. yeah, yeah, right, right by Cedar Point uh, for you West Virginians, uh, and um, in the middle of uh, the island, I met some people that uh, know some know a thing or two about the Reds, and they said that the last time that um, the team was sold, which was a long time ago, yeah, from the Gray Center and all the history of sports, March shot, mm -hmm. right. Uh, <laughs> they sold everybody, made it really cheap, and then somebody bought it. Now that's what they thought was going to happen this season because we sold or traded away pretty much everybody for pretty much for a rock in a hard place. And uh, obviously nothing has come out of all those trades for us. Um, Jesse Winker hasn't really found his way on the uh, uh, Seattle either. So, um, but either way, I would rather have him on our team than not, uh, as long as well as Eugenio Suarez. But anyways, last time they sold everybody, they got rid of everybody that was the being paid big money, they sold the team. And uh, I don't know. I've, I, with the, when your owner is the villain of the fans, that's not going to work very well uh, in a franchise. Um, and that's where we're at right now with the Cincinnati Reds. And so I don't know. I see possibly some change. I can't imagine, you know, they don't really care. They're making money off of this. And... That's all that matters to them. I mean, I'm sure they want to win, but when you're the Cincinnati Reds, you know there's not a great chance of winning where you're at right now. So I don't know what goes on in the mind of an owner. I think Tanner and I ought to buy a team, and then that can really be the podcast. Let, let, let me tell you something. But, if we bought a team right now, we'd win a championship every single year. Right. We'd run that team like nobody else has ever seen anything. Right. We've seen Moneyball. We could do it. <laughs> all right. So I understand what you're saying. I get what you're saying. It's a weird time in baseball. I, we just got to see where it's going to go. The funniest thing to me is that most Mets fans are Devils fans. I'm circling back to Johnny Hockey. Okay. Johnny Hockey was on the Spit and Chicklets podcast. He goes, you know, up until 4 o'clock, I was working out a contract with the Devils. Then Yarmo Kekalainen said, hey, you want to come to Columbus? And I said, yes. I can see a very similar situation happening with Juan Soto. And that would just rip the hearts of the minds out of the people of North Jersey. And that would honestly be hysterical to me. Because the Mets are going to take a nosedive here. Everybody knows it. They're going to somehow miss the playoffs. Right. And it's going to be funny as heck. Right. That's what happens every year. That's right. Just ask Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> I mean, it, it, in sports, we like to talk about how everybody's got a chance. But we continue to see the same cycles over and over and over again. This is going to transition me very cleanly 
to that of the Cleveland Browns, mm-hmm. that of the Arizona Cardinals, in the rest of the NFL because it's the same cycles of mediocrity, bad decision-making, and then a turnover, and then the same thing just happens again. Right, right. The only other thing quickly about the NFL before we talk about this Kyler Murray thing, and then, you know, we, we don't have anything to say really about Deshaun Watson, just that the Browns are... Well, there was they, a sign. They, they signed Josh There was a sign, yeah. But what does that mean? Um, Heinz Field is still going to have Heinz ketchup bottles in it, I guess. They're going to call it the Heinz Red Zone. Ah. The Steelers are in the red zone, and they're going to put the ketchup bottles back up is the report I read today. Okay. Because people in Pittsburgh went so crazy. Right. Because Akersher Stadium is not good. Um, no, I lost my train of thought. Lord. Lower Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray got paid today. I don't think it's a good signing for the Cardinals. I think it's interesting that Cliff Kingsbury and Steve Keim got their deals before their quarterback did, and now they're locked in long-term to a quarterback who's very injury-prone, has yet to win a playoff game, and has yet to throw 4,000 yards in a season, Ethan. I was actually – I was looking forward to this discussion because I had a feeling that you wouldn't like Kyler Murray, just like my dad. Um, I, I, th- I, I like Kyler Murray. I think that – I don't think that it's his fault that they haven't won playoff game. He took a team that was – um, you know, who was the last really good? I remember a time that a dude named John Skeleton was their quarterback. They, they, they had some good years with Carson Palmer. But right, and that was a long time ago. That's what I was going to say. Carson Palmer was the last big name you can think of. And we come to now, and um, I think that Kyler Murray doesn't play a brand of football that you see often. And... I mean, you know, that you haven't seen in the past, I guess, and which is why a lot of uh, older fans don't like him as much. Same with Lamar Jackson. But Kyler Murray finds ways to win games, and he is a superstar quarterback. I will defend Kyler Murray, and I will defend Dak Prescott until forever, because until they do something wrong and prove themselves not worthy of my praise. But I think, I think that these... Like, that's X factor in a quarterback. You can't blame the quarterback. Obviously, the quarterback is the most, you know, balls in his hands every, every play. So it's easy to blame him. But I don't think that it's Kyler Murray's fault that the, that the Cardinals have not won a playoff game. I think that it's his, his impact that has led people to expect the Cardinals to win a playoff game. And I think that we're going to see that. Um, you know, maybe right. they traded away his best weapon. What is he supposed to do? Or sorry, they got his best weapon. Well, he's out We're the first six him. games. We're right. going to see how he really is. Right, right. Let's look at their division. Their division is the Cardinals, the Niners, the Seahawks, and the Rams. Right. He's not better than Stafford. We've got to see about Trey Lance. He's better than Drew Locke. So at worst, he's probably third best in that division. The NFC is weaker than the AFC. We know that. Yeah. So you can make the playoffs fine. Yeah. Can Kyler Murray go into Lambeau Field in January and win a playoff game? Probably not. Okay. Can Kyler Murray go into L.A. in January and win a playoff game? I don't know. That's I like that matchup a little bit okay, more. Okay. I, I, I don't. Not against Aaron Donald in that defense. Okay. All right. Let's think. Uh, the NFC East. Can he go into Dallas and win a playoff game? Probably. I think Mike anybody McCarthy's can go into any team in the NFC East and win a game on any given right. day. Can he go into Tampa Bay and beat Brady on the road? We're going to see. Can he go into New Orleans and beat Famous Jameis on the road? Yeah, I think so. I don't know. Can he go and well, – he can go into Atlanta and he can go into Carolina, no problem. Right. Okay, fine. I think that, I I, think that the I, NFL is at a point right now where it's a little bit of a turnover. It's not 
You know, in the we've NFC, got Jameis, sure. Yeah, in, in the, the NFC, NFC, sure. In the NFC, we've got a lot of teams that you kind of can expect things most years, and I feel like the AFC, you pretty much know what to expect this year. The NFC you, in is. In the AFC, you do. Okay, maybe not the North, <laughs> but the but I think that the NFC right now, you know, all of those were posed questions right, that me, I can't answer for sure. Let me ask you this, because there's some people out there which are crazy, but you know, I'm on a Steelers timeline. Uh huh. Kenny Pickett in five years or Kyler Murray in five years? Okay. Hmm. Deshaun Watson in five years or Kyler Murray in five years? Joe Burrow in five years or Kyler Murray in five years? Joe Burrow. I can answer that one. Okay. Jared Goff, my guy, comeback player of the year this year. Write it down. Go buy a ticket. It's great odds. It's a value bet. It's going to pay off. I promise. Jared Goff or Kyler Murray in five years? I'm taking Goff. Okay. Go Lions. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. I, I, we can run down every quarterback. In the AFC, Kyler Murray's not a top 10 quarterback. So that means even if he gets you to a Super Bowl, is he going to beat Josh Allen? No. no. Is he going to beat Mahomes? But no. You're paying a guy to go win you a Super Bowl, and he's not going to be able to do that. <clears throat> and now you're locked up long term with a guy who's not going to be able to do that. I know. Tanner, who... Well, One what's team. the point of it then, Ethan? You guarantee him all this money. The Deshaun Watson, you set aside his massage life. The dude's a player on the field. He can win big games. Right. That is not what – and he's getting more money than Deshaun. I shouldn't have said your name. I, Tanner, if – only one team can win the Super Bowl. That's fine. And they're going to be the AFC for the next 10 years. Well, only one team can win the Super Bowl. And Tom Brady has won like 75% of the last 20 or whatever. I don't know. It's not that much. You know. He's won six or seven. How many is it now? Six? Seven. Seven. Yeah, seven now. So your team, you can't expect to be the Cardinals. And the NFL is not a league where you can just go around and win the Super Bowl right away next year. Like, quick turnover. Like I, I'm that. not saying that, but I'm saying this is not the guy you're going to do that with. I'm saying that he's probably the best option that they have right now. And you, I, that doesn't mean you guarantee I know, him $165 million over the next six seasons right. with 48, guarantee, or 48 million on the cap a year. If you want you're to build right. a team around him, you can't pay a guy that much when he hasn't produced anything. No, you're right. Do I think that he was paid too much? Yes. Do I think that he's the wrong quarterback choice? No. I think that obviously he fits with Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury. That was like his whole thing. It was that two-package deal coming in. And I think that the Cardinals are better off because of both of them as opposed to where they were a few years ago. I think that they're building. There's a team that a lot of people like. And, you know, they have DeAndre Hopkins now. They need a Who's steady, out the first six games. You're right. They, they need a steadier running back, and they need a little bit stronger of a defense. And – but I think that Kyler Murray is not the problem of that team is what I'm trying to say. I think that he is a solution and he's a good did – they, did they pay him too much for too long? Yes. Do I think that – would I want Kyler Murray on my team if the other options were what? Drew Locke in, in the draft, you can tank for Stroud or for Young, but are you going to that do that? That sounds better than me. Than but the Cardinals are not in a position to do that. The Cardinals got their number one pick in Kyler Murray, and they're committing to him. Maybe it'll end up like the Browns, where they sort of committed to Baker Mayfield, and then it turned out as a dump, but the, it the, could the, go the, the other way, too. The, it could turns, go the other way, too. This turns back to my point. The year before Kyler, they draft Josh Rosen in the top ten. Right. It's the continuous wrong choices that then lead to turnover, that restart the cycle right. again, and it's another bad choice after another. 
They have too much money tied up in old veteran players like DeAndre Hopkins, who might have one or two more good seasons. J.J. Yeah. Watt's getting paid a lot of money. That's Chandler right. Jones was on that team last year. He's right. getting paid a lot of money. Simmons on the back end is only getting older. Besides that, what do they have? They let Christian Kirk walk. James Conner was great last season. Is he going to be able to repeat 17 touchdowns? I doubt it. There's a reason he's not a stealer anymore. You're right. So this team in Arizona, I really don't think is as in much of a win-now mode as most people see because of Kyler Murray. But DeAndre Hopkins is out the first six games. Can you name me another Cardinals receiver? No. No. So – at best, they're going to go, what, 3-3, three and three, and you're going to start the season 3-3 three and three at 500, and your schedule's only going to get tougher because you're going to start playing the Rams. Yeah, you're right. But did you hear what you said at the beginning? They got Rosen. It was a quick turnover. They've had a bunch of quarterbacks that haven't worked out. Quick turnover. They're committing to a guy, and they're going to try to build around him. I think that's better than just scrapping everything and starting over. They're committing to their coach. They're committing to their quarterback. Now you've got a sure you know, leadership you know, top of the line here. Yeah, a guy who deletes all his Instagram about his team and that sort of stuff because he's pouting about it. Well, he got paid. He got paid. And and now he's on the team. And now this is a little bit of stability in a team that has had turnover. That's what I'm trying to say is that they're trying to make this work. And will they make it work? You don't think so? I'm not sure. I'm not saying that it's going to work. I'm just saying that I like the move of not scrapping around and trying to, you know, find whoever you can get each season. I like the thought of having a stable quarterback. Would you rather have not paid Kyler, let him sit out a year, trade a third-round pick for Jimmy G, and then draft somebody? I don't know. Because that depend- if you could have gotten Stroud and Bryce Young are most likely going to go one and two in this draft. Are you really going to go down to that bottom of the league when you've got, you know, I, I, don't, I, think, I don't think you can get all the way down there. Maybe if you trade – for one of those picks, but that's got to be a pretty, that's like a J.J. Watt trade. But you could also trade Kyler. Yeah, but is anybody going to want him if he sits out all year? Okay, well. He's gonna, that's a third-round pick ask, by that point. Ask Andrew Barry. Yeah, I don't know. Three first-round picks for Deshaun Watson. You're right. The future. You're right. You're right. That's I, true. I think that they could have dealt Kyler Murray. But got Deshaun Watson is better than Kyler Murray on the field, or at least he's proved it. He's proved so it. He's been around for long He's been this around for a lot longer time. neither of us even care about Arizona. Nobody more. Yeah, I don't know why we're talking about Arizona. Kyler Murray, is he a top 15 quarterback? Maybe at the top back 15. end of the top yeah, 15. Yeah, maybe. I would, say, I would say he's right outside the top 10. Okay. And the top 10 are mostly in the AFC, who he's going to have to get through to win a Super Bowl. Right. But these are the cards. These are the cardinals that they've been dealt, and they're going to uh, – they, they – they spent their first pick on him, and they're committing to him. Cliff Kingsbury loves him. You're not going to change his mind. This is his guy, and you're going to build around him. They obviously need a wide receiver. They're not Green Bay. They're going to know that, and they're going to try to get somebody, you know, I think, I would hope. And <laughs> if they don't, then that's their fault. But you now have this wide receiver, or this quarterback that you can trust, and you know exactly how he's going to play, and he's not a bad player. And... We're going to see what happens. But I like the move of locking down a guy for a while and knowing what you have to work with. Do I like how much they spent on him? No. All right, fine. Whatever. I don't even care about Kyler Murray. Me neither. I will not think about Kyler Murray now for the next week. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, We we had a major. We saw Cam uh, Young go out and win at the old course. That was really cool. 
Rory didn't even choke and he still didn't win. Right. The poor guy. I feel bad. I was really rooting for him this Me time too. too. You know, they said that stat of him winning all of his majors before he was, you know, in the youngest ever, before he was even, what was it, like 24 or something, he won all of his majors, and now he's 30-something and he still hasn't won another major. I do feel really bad for him. I was rooting for him. He couldn't have played better. And, you know, Cam Young just comes out of nowhere and steals it. I do feel bad for you. Yeah, you're not going to be the guy who shoots, who shoots 30 on the back. Right. He just had a day. and. Nobody was going to beat him. Although the guy who's playing with him, Cam Smith, comes out and he eagles the last one. He shot like a 32. It's just absolutely crazy. We see the LIV Tour getting more and more of these guys. The PGA Tour is in trouble, E, and I love it to death, but a lot of my favorite guys are now on live. And when they get a TV deal, people are going to start watching it and yeah. we'll see what happens there because these guys are still going to get to go play in the majors. You can't keep half of the best players in the world out of majors right. or nobody's going to watch them. Right. So at the beginning, people were saying, you know, they can lock out Phil. They can lock out, um, you know, some of these other older guys like Charles Schwartz, who has been yeah. a major champion in the past. But now half the field is going to be from live. Right. And I don't remember exactly who said it, but it was a great thing where it was like, golf now is not an individual game. It feels like every week you've got the two best teams competing against each other, individuals on the side of a team, uh, with that being the Live Tour versus the PGA Tour. Right. And I think that it's better for golf as a whole, and maybe, just maybe, Phil Mickelson was right, this is gonna grow the game. I agree with you. I think that it's possible that this turns out to be a good thing. It's definitely changing a game that has been played the same way since, you know, same 1700s. In the 1920s, right? Yeah, and I think, so we were very hesitant to say, like we were scared of this change, I think a few weeks ago, yeah. and we were not happy with it at all. At this point, I just want to see golf. Golf is the same no matter who's playing it. You know, you like to see it on the courses that you like to see it played on, obviously. But, you know, maybe live is a, a little something different. I'm, I like to see, you know, you like to watch players golf and you like to watch the best players golf. It doesn't matter whose logo is on the back of it and who's, you know, which sponsors are on the little cards around and where they're at. Golf is golf. And... I just want to see the best players all play it. Now, by moving away from the PGA, you're moving away from all that history. You don't think that Liv is going to be talking about the PGA. I mean, from like a broadcast, from a media standpoint, you know, you get to see all these like, oh, a flashback to, you know, Tiger's 2000 win at something. They're not going to show that on Liv because he's not on Liv and this was a PGA tournament. They're not going to show PGA things from the past on a live thing, on live media, on any of that. I think that you're going to miss out on a lot of those, you know, flashbacks, moments like that. The live tour is but completely you're, new, you're and good. you don't have anything to pull from. You don't have any highlights to watch from the past. You don't have any of that stuff. And I think that's really, if they could work that out, you know, they're not going to even acknowledge the PGA. So they're not going to show anything of like that, in my mind, if I, you know, but I think that if they can show that kind of thing, if they can talk about that kind of thing, maybe they've got something. But like I said, it doesn't matter to me. That's the biggest difference to me. What do you think? Well, I, I, I get what you're saying, and that's more to do with the weekly tournaments. Right. But when you get to the majors, they're still going to be able to do all that because all these guys are playing in the majors. Yeah, you're right. And when it gets down to it, your legacy is defined. You know, tour wins are very important. 
But nobody ever talks about how many tour wins Tiger Woods has compared to Jack. They talk about the major victories. Yeah, you're right. And they talk about the majors. And, you know, something else, too. I saw another great – it was more of a meme, but it said – the live tour is perfect for Rory. He's only got to play three good days of golf because that's all he can do. Right. He can't ever string four together. We've seen that again this year. Uh, I, I thought that was just a funny little comment on the fact that Rory still has not won a major in the last eight years, and he's been so close in so many of them. You can't even count them in two hands how many he's been in the top ten in. He just can't pull it off. Maybe yeah. next year at Augusta he can finally put on that green jacket. But I know he really wanted the 150th Open. Let me. This is a trivia question for you to end here, because I think you're going to find the uh, answer quite amusing. Okay. There are three Americans who are honorary members of St. Andrews uh, as citizens of St. Andrews. Mm -hmm. Okay. Do you know who they are? Uh, Arnold Palmer. No. Jack Nicholas. Jack's one. Okay. Uh, Tiger. No. Um, John Daly. <laughs> I wish. No, it's. Uh, <laughs> Is it Ben Hogan? It's, I think yeah, it's Ben, ben Hogan. Hogan. That would make sense. I think it's Ben Hogan. Can you guess the third? Somebody random? Somebody? Is it somebody that's still playing? No, no chance. Um, I don't even know if this guy ever played a round of golf. Barack Obama? No. Benjamin Franklin. <laughs> 1754. He All became right. a member. He became a citizen of St. Andrews. The $100 bill. I mean, before the Seven Years' War even. This is back when America thought that London was going to get moved to the New World and the capital of Great Britain was going right. to be in the New World. Right. Um, the Battle of 1812 turns to the Battle of 18 Holes. I'm, ta <laughs> I'm talking 50 years before that, of course. Right. But, Ethan, this is a great show. My voice is definitely going to be gone now more yeah, in the morning. I've got to go you. do uh, swim lessons in the morning. I've had my little boy, Gordito, that's what I call him, Poor, uh, poor guy. <laughs> Gordito, my mini-me. Love him to death. He was my interpreter yesterday and today. He will be there again tomorrow. I've been feeding him in Diet Mountain Dew and food. Diet Mountain Dew's got even better aspartame than that in Diet Coke. Well, you remember, what, you remember, our, uh, you remember our uh, Diet Mountain Dew story from uh, football? Probably. There's so many of them. Now, let me tell you, I did think of you. offline on that one. I, 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 I did think of you. Last week I was playing bent tree. I call it the old course. That's where we played all the of our high, course, right. that's where we played all of our high school golf at. I was feeling a little hungry and I go up, get me a great bent tree hot dog. There's no hot dog in the world like it, friends. Right. I swear. No Mountain there, Dew there, from the fountain. It was a fresh tap of oh. Mountain Dew from the fountain. You the truck the, had just pulled out. The, the truck had just, just pulled out. There is nothing in the world. There's nowhere in the world. You can't even go to the Pepsi plant and get a Mountain Dew like no, this. No, not at all. It is absolutely fantastic. It's the only non-diet pop I will drink. It is the best Mountain Dew in the world. I dip the hot dog right in it. It's absolutely <laughs> fantastic. I would do that. I would usually say that's gross. I would do that. It is. It, it, uh, it's a life-changing It's life like a mirage experience. in the desert. It's absolutely fantastic. Yeah. That'll do it for us today on the Spartan Air Podcast. My hey, voice will be back next week. Shout out to Abby Steiner making it to the finals of the 200 meters in the World Championships of Track from right here in Central Ohio from Dublin. Dublin Kaufman. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Tune into that. Uh, tune into the World World Championships of Track. We've got some big, you know, makes you feel like the Olympics. I Columbus love track. Columbus is on fire, Ethan. It it's really on fire. is. Johnny really Hockey, Cucho Hernandez, the crew are making the playoffs. The Jackets are winning the cup. Take it to the bank. We'll talk to you next week. This has been the Spartan here with Tanner Lambert and Ethan Hunter.